What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Tuesday, January 21st. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day. We are officially announcing our presidential endorsement of whichever candidate will let us drive their bus around. Let me drive the bus. I know it has a really big wheel, and I want to see how many times you have to turn it to turn a corner. On today's show, the 2020 presidential candidates take questions at Iowa's Brown and Black Forum, and then some headlines. But first... Impeachment. Always impeachment. Uh, Today is the day. The impeachment trial for President Trump is finally getting underway today in the Senate. Over the weekend, we got new details about how the trial will look and what Trump's defense will be. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has made it pretty clear up to now uh, that if he gets his way, there's going to be a short trial and an acquittal for Trump. We're expected to hear from McConnell today officially. What do we think he's actually going to propose? Yes, there's a couple things we know from some of the reporting that's been out there. One is that McConnell wants to give both sides, in this case, the House managers and then Trump's lawyers on the other side, 24 hours each to make their case over the course of two days. That's the opening arguments. That's basically, you know, why for the House managers, I think that he should be removed from office and for Trump's lawyers, why he should stay. Mm -hmm. Um, McConnell is basing that that time period on what happened during Bill Clinton's impeachment trial. But in that case, the 24 hours were split over four days, meaning you weren't going to get these sort of marathon sessions mm-hmm. into the wee hours of the morning where people might not be paying attention and it might sort of get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. After this part, senators are allowed to question both sides for 16 hours, and they would be doing that through Chief Justice John Roberts. Because okay. like we said on a previous episode, you know, they're not standing in the middle of the floor and asking questions like they typically do. That's right. Uh, Well, what about the ongoing debate allowing new witnesses and evidence? Like, are we going to see Jay Bolton in primetime? Is it going to happen for us? Uh, To be determined if we see Bolton and his glorious mustache. But it does look like at least there will be the up or down vote on the question of witnesses after the opening arguments and these questions from senators. That's where Democrats would need to make sure that they get four Republican votes to get that process going. For that to pass, it's just simple majority, 51, and they're going to move on to questions of you know subpoenaing witnesses. Mm-hmm. That's different than the two-thirds that you would actually need of the entire Senate for actual removal of President Trump, which is highly, highly unlikely. Uh, we also know that Schumer is expected to try to push for witnesses today, but he's not likely to get support on that. This goes back to that argument that Democrats and Republicans have been having about when and how these witnesses would be called, and this you know just big difference between Democrats and Republicans that a lot of Democrats would much rather hear more and a lot of Dem- and a lot of Republicans would much rather be like, let me take the vote and yeah. go home. Mm-hmm. Um, big picture, we've been at this sort of push and pull over the scope of this trial for quite some time now. Yeah. All right. Well, the other big news from over the weekend, we've got a better idea of who's going to be on Trump's legal team and what they're going to say besides mocking Adam Schiff's dainty neck. We want to run through everything that we know. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what we know about like <laughs> the crux of their, their argument. Yeah. Um, first off, though, let's take stock of the legal team. 
quite a cast of characters in the mix. Recently added Alan Dershowitz, Ooh. who, among many other things in his storied career, was accused of sexually abusing one of Jeffrey Epstein's victims. And he also represented Epstein legally. Dershowitz has denied the sexual abuse allegation. Then there's Kenneth Starr, who was also added to the team, best known for leading the Clinton special investigation. Also, funnily enough, once on Epstein's legal defense team. Um, so universe is colliding in a number of different ways. Uh, the legal team for Trump overall is headed by White House counsel Pat Cipollone and outside attorney Jay Sekulow. So that's the basic cast of this legal team. Mm. They released a big Wait, document. Wait, so you're saying that Rudy Giuliani won't be there? <laughs> Rudy Giuliani is is not, I think, supposed to be in the Senate trial at all. I, I hope don't know. he's standing outside yelling. <laughs> I, that, that's, that's the goal, or at least on the phone yeah. calling in or something. Um, so this legal team released this big document of their arguments over the weekend. It is, and then additionally, a 110-page brief on Monday. And within that, they weren't contesting the basic facts of the case that Democrats have presented, mm-hmm. that all of the accusations therein happened. Mm-hmm. They were arguing that the article should be dismissed because they think that Democrats are looking to punish Trump for foreign policy decisions that are within his authority to make and the executive privilege that a president like Trump has to conduct foreign policy in this way. With um, bribes. Yeah, with bribes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and already, though, there's this funny contrast that exists between what Dershowitz is saying about Trump's current impeachment trial and what he said about the Clinton impeachment trial. CNN found these clips. Here's Dershowitz first now on Trump. I will be paraphrasing the successful argument made by Justice Benjamin Curtis in the trial of Andrew Johnson back in the uh, 1860s, uh, where he argued that the framers intended for impeachable conduct only to be criminal-like conduct or conduct that is prohibited by the criminal law. Okay, so that argument is that it has to be a crime Mm -hmm. to warrant impeachment. Okay, and here's Dershowitz during Clinton's impeachment. It certainly doesn't have to be a crime. If you have somebody who completely corrupts the office of president and who abuses trust and who poses great danger to our liberty, you don't need a technical crime. Mm -hmm. Woof. I hope I live long enough to hear my hypocrisies (laughs) in very clear audio. uh, Well, before we go, we should highlight one other argument the White House was making over the long holiday weekend because, dear Lord, here is Kellyanne Conway. The president is uh, preparing for Davos and agrees with many of the things that Dr. Martin Luther King stood for and agreed with for many years, including uh, unity and equality. And he's not the one trying to tear the country apart through an impeachment process and and a lack of substance that really is very shameful at this point. I've I've held my opinion on it for a very long time, but when you see the articles of impeachment that came out, I don't think it was within Dr. King's vision to have Americans drag through a process where the president is going not going to be removed from office. Okay, so just um <laughs> Oh, man. I I just want to say Martin Luther King said that he wanted people to be judged by the content of their character. And it seems like that's what's happening. So. All right, Broom. Yeah. Cool comment. (laughs) I I don't think that this position is endorsed by even the seller legal team that has been put together. (laughs) Well, arguments are set to begin in the trial at 1 p.m. And like uh, Conway said in that clip, Trump is going to be at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, as this all begins so quite an interesting split screen there we will keep you updated as we learn more
Yesterday was MLK Day, a day for some reflection on America's sordid racial history and for Republicans to post a quote of the one black person they could name in the event of a hostage situation. Mm. The national holiday was signed into law in 1983, but wasn't nationally observed until 1986. Yesterday was also the Iowa Brown and Black Forum, which is an event you may not be aware of, but one that has been an important stop for Democratic presidential candidates since its inception in 1984. Akila, you were one of the moderators for the event in 2016. Mm-hmm. Want to give us a primer on this? Yeah, uh, that was the only good thing that happened for me in 2016, <laughs> so I like to hold on to it. Uh, so the Iowa Brown and Black Forum was founded in 1984, as you said, by Mary Campos, a Latina community leader and Black former Iowa rep Wayne Ford. Let me set the scene for 1984. Big hair. Ghostbusters just came out. George Orwell. Okay. Um, I have a three-day weekend hangover, so I know there's a joke here. I can't find it. Get off my ass. I, anyway. I didn't find it either. So. Right. It, I'm not going to find it. Uh, anyway, it's 1984, dear listener, and Ronald Reagan is up for re-election, and he's up against Democrat Walter Mondale, Jimmy Carter's former VP. Campos and Ford decided that since Iowa's caucuses were such a hot ticket, their respective and tiny African-American and Latino communities in the state should also have their concerns addressed. Uh, Basically, they said, if Iowa is important, all of Iowa is going to be important. Yeah, exactly. It's the idea of our votes matter. Earn them. Show that you're earning them. That's right. Uh, So the forum is held every presidential election year in Iowa, and it's the nation's oldest and only nonpartisan presidential forum dedicated exclusively to addressing issues facing communities of color. Most of the candidates we know and some we barely do were in attendance. Biden, Warren, Sanders, Delaney, Buttigieg, uh, Klobuchar, Yang, and Colorado Senator Michael Bennett, who's, I guess, been keeping a low profile by not being in any of the debates or newspapers. (laughs) Um, There's obviously the glaring absence of Mayor Bloomberg and one Thomas Steyer. Big T. Uh, The media and ourselves included talk a lot about Iowa because it is the first primary state and the caucus system is unique. But there's also this discussion being had about a state so white being the aptitude test for the eventual Democratic presidential nominee. Yeah. uh, So according to Pew Research, for the first time ever, non-whites will account for a third of eligible voters in 2020. So the Brown and Black Forum feels even more important now after the most diverse primary in history has become decidedly less so. And when the electorate is so much more diverse than the candidates. Yeah, exactly. So. Vice was the forum's broadcast partner this year and moderated the event. Can you run us through the format of this and any of the sort of standout moments? Hell yeah. All right. So the format (laughs) is individual interviews, which I think also makes it more enjoyable and fruitful than debates because you don't have candidates like clamoring for and then complaining about the speaking time that they're allotted. Uh, Everyone has the exact same amount of time and the questions can then be more specific and thoughtful because they're not intended to be this free for all, like everybody jump in about Medicare for all. Right. Um, In terms of big moments, the moderators asked Senator Klobuchar if she was the kind of white moderate that MLK called a stumbling block to freedom. Wow, that is pretty direct. It was a very direct question. They ask really great questions. Um, She said, look, she's totally chill and defended her moderate stance as a way to make progress over time. Fascinating. On the other hand, Sanders got asked if his policies were too radical. He answered by saying that a $15 minimum wage, fighting climate change, and doing immigration reform aren't actually radical at all. Uh, Andrew Yang talked about how he battles Asian stereotypes with humor, re those math hats that (laughs) he's selling in his merch store. And he also got asked about whether and how his universal basic income plan could solve racism. Mm. Uh, Biden got asked about his lack of support amongst young black voters under the age of 35. And I think the moment that we all anticipated, uh, Mayor Pete, you know, who's polling at near or zero percent with black voters, he got asked about that. It hasn't been a secret, though, that your campaign has struggled a bit. 
and has made some stumbles along the way. So what have you learned? Like, are there things that you've learned about the black community, their needs, their concerns that maybe surprised you or you got wrong at first? Well, I think, uh, again, first of all, the sense that there is frustration with us Democrats, not just with Republicans, that there's a sense even now when you look, especially in the South, where black women have been the backbone of the party's ability to win anywhere, uh, that there is still not a lot of attention being paid. I mean, we could talk about policy areas where I've learned a lot. For example, uh, I knew about the numbers of uh, what's going on with the black maternal mortality gap, but it was really from uh, listening a lot to the people I've encountered that I got a better sense of how those disparities have come about and what's at stake, Uh, how it's everything from the way that patients are being treated uh, when they're in a clinical environment to things that happen before they even cross the doors of an ER. Buttigieg also had the chance to be pressed and talk a little bit more about policing issues in, in South Bend and sort of some uh, storylines, you know, there from from last year and, and into this year. All great stuff, all interesting questions and answers throughout this. And I want to give you props for resisting the urge to play a clip of your time moderating the Black and Brown Forum so far. Thank you so much, Gideon. And as a reward for your belief in me, here's an exchange between Senator Sanders and me at the 2016 mm-hmm. Iowa Brown and Black Forum. Fine. Oh, man. Uh, Senator, sorry, you guys are like raising my blood pressure. Let's talk about weed. Um, <laughs> Do you think that would help your blood pressure? I mean, I don't just know. Just medicinal weed or? We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, just blaze. Well, (laughs) shout out to the team at Vice for supporting and broadcasting this important forum in the days before the Iowa caucus. And if you want to hear substantive answers to important questions or just find out if Andrew Yang knows the words to the Humpty Dance, go watch clips of the 2020 Iowa Brown and Black Forum on Vice.com or their Facebook page. And now for some ads. What a Day is brought to you by Monarch Money. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it easy to help you reach your financial goals. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, your investments, transactions, and more all in one place. You can create custom budgets, track your progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. really just makes it easy. After trying out Monarch for yourself, you'll understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash wad. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash wad for your extended 30-day free trial. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash wad. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. China is taking steps to drastically limit the use of disposable plastics in the country. The government released new guidelines that first ban plastics in bigger cities like Beijing and gradually roll it out to the rest of the country by 2025. Currently, China throws away over 60 million tons of plastic a day, with 71% of it being mismanaged. That means 71% of that waste ends up in oceans, countrysides, and other places that it just does not belong. Earth. Yeah. (laughs) Adjusting to the new rules will be no small feat for a country with a huge food delivery and e-commerce market, which both heavily depend on single-use plastics. Then again, building a huge moon base where we all could live after the world ends would also be no small feat. That's right. New leaked documents over the weekend reveal how the richest woman in Africa made her enormous fortune. Spoiler alert, she didn't do it ethically. Uh, Isabel Dos Santos is the billionaire daughter of the former president of Angola. A trove of documents investigated by The Guardian and its partners reveal that Dos Santos got unfair access to deals involving land, oil, diamonds, and more under her father's presidency. She and her husband used the money to buy properties across Africa and Europe and other things, including a super yacht costing $29.5 million. Hmm, okay, didn't, you know, pony up for the other, for $30 million <laughs> yacht, but fine, not a good look. Um, Dos Santos denies any wrongdoing, calling the investigations a, quote, witch hunt, which is a phrase we hear all the time from people who are totally innocent. The Angolan government uh, froze all of her and her husband's assets and will try to force her to come back to the country from her house in the UK dibs on the super yacht. Uh, Last week, members of the Oakland-based group Moms for Housing were forcibly evicted from a home they'd been using as a resident for nearly two months. On Monday of this week, they reached a deal to buy the house from its owner, Wedgwood Inc., through a local nonprofit. This came after a groundswell of support for the group from thousands of Oakland residents who forced politicians like Oakland Mayor Libby Schaaf to work with a developer to negotiate the sale. Wedgwood also announced they'd give the nonprofit right of first refusal on all their Oakland properties to help develop affordable housing. This is good news for people who support our unhoused residents and oppose new luxury apartment buildings on every block that have 9,000 empty units and look like big computers. Yeah, stop building these. No one wants to live in your HP pavilion-ass apartment building. <laughs> Shit's ugly. All right, well, <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers will face off at the Super Bowl in February. It should be a great game, and one cool thing is that the 49ers will be assistant coached by Katie Sowers, the first woman and first openly gay coach to head to the Super Bowl. Sowers has been with the 49ers since 2017. And played in the Women's Football Alliance before that. Congrats, Katie. I'll be watching out for you the whole game when I'm not cleaning up the big bowl of salsa. I will definitely spill on my lap at some point. Is that a thing for you? Is yeah, I'm problem? not good with it. And okay. those are the headlines. Hold on to your salsa. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, give us a rating, look at us like Tom Steyer looks at Bernie Sanders, and tell your friends to listen. By the way, if you're into reading and not just whatever's printed on fruit by the foot paper like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Keila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and that's, that's why, why I'll, I'll never, never live, live in a, a big, big computer. computer. It's ugly. We hate it. What a Day is a product of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.